Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Alex Guvito, formerly of Alex Guvito, but now of Rican Reactions. A long time ago, I interviewed a great man, a great channel that was on the rise just like me, and he blew up like a rocket in space. This time on my second channel, make sure to leave that like, we're going to enjoy and have a revision of a great interview. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to the today on the first ever episode of Guvito Underground, BX Sports Jedi Network, Kevin Cruz. What's up? How you doing, everyone? Hello, everyone. My name is Kev, Sports Jedi from BX Sports Jedi Network. Gracias, Alex, for having me on, man. Let's go. Let's blow this. You know what? I'm. You know what? I'm as fortunate to have good people supporting the channel like yourself, and we're gonna put you on my back and let's go. Let's strap it up. You don't need it, but you okay. know, your, your content is great, and we're just gonna continue to ride it along and let's go together. Let's send mama, mama para excelencia para arriba, papa. Exactly, exactly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to give a, 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 a sense of who this person is, BX, can you give a little bit about yourself and what you do and how great you do it, sir? Absolutely. No problem, man. What's going on? First and foremost, let's salute the chat. Let's acknowledge the chat. Mr. Hector Project Nerd in the building. Crystal Flash. Saludo. Salute. Hey, I, I'd like to. I'm just a kid from the Bronx, you know, uh, yeah. New Yorkian that just loves sports. And one day during the, you know, during the pandemic, I just turned on YouTube, seeing people talking about sports and I'm like, you know what, I've got a, a, I've got an opinion just like everyone else. And, you know, and I just started, you know, going different programs and was lucky to be uh, given the opportunity to co-host the show, talk about the passion of basketball. And then, you know, I love baseball, being a Yankee fan. And I just started doing my own channel because at the, at the end of the day, Alex, when I was watching sports, yeah, my wife likes sports, bless her. So she likes to um, watch sports with me, but not fully attention as a male, you know, and I would talk to the dog. The dog would look at itself, lick his behind, and and I can't have an intelligent conversation back. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a watch along channel. And, and I started doing all the sports, different baseball. And I had guys helping me, like like we see Hector, Chris, yeah. and and many others. You know, like yourself, like you co-hosted with me when we did WrestleMania. That's you know, right. uh, night two, you you were going along, and you know what? We're gonna watch these sports anyway. And one thing I love about doing the watch-alongs is that you get to speak to everyone across the world. You know, tu loquillo. I'm in Orlando, Florida, out of Bronx, New York, and and yeah. you got good friends in Washington Heights. You got friends in Louisiana. You know all over the place and we get together in this platform that is youtube or anywhere you get or twitch anywhere that we hear our voices and we talk about sports and it's and not just sports music wrestling you name it you know you like yourself you i love your videos with the tourists versus in puerto rico you know yeah. I, and that's one of the great things that i loved about your channel and it brings me closer even though i don't go to puerto rico but your insights and your it brings that warmth right to me and 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 we it was just like a match, you know, great friendship where we got two years knowing each other, um, and, and it's been great. You know, we you know we don't be constantly with each other communicating, but we what we support no. each other no matter what we do in the background, and and that's a great great thing about this YouTube platform. And I love about that because again, we started off at the, almost about the same exact time. And you caught the wave of the pandemic because, again, people were in their houses watching YouTube, just trying to watch this thing or trying to watch, trying to act like someone was around them in the moment. And I remember exactly when, and this has helped me, ladies and gentlemen. He helped me get to my thousand by by promoting my channel out there. He has always helped me 
over the years, years, ladies and gentlemen. We have never met in person. We have never met by the by the terms of human to human, but by the terms of life, we have helped each other. And when I made my second channel, the first thing I told myself is, let me, let me talk to let me talk to the Kevin and tell him the bad news first off. But second, tell him that I'm still going. I'm still going to keep going. People are going to knock me down, but the point of getting knocked down is getting backed up and just doing it over and over again until you just can't do it anymore. And I'm just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. That's the fun thing about life. 41. Don't look 41. I'm a sexy 35 by standards. But fact of it, I'm going strong. But thank you for, for give, giving me the chance to get to know you. And, and again, two weeks from now, Project Nerd HQ as well. We're going to have a nice little nice. thing. And, and if if Mr. Krista Flash does also wants to talk about his, his his thing, we're going too many comments all the time. I love that. But now let's go to some hey sexy man. Hey Alex and Chad, yes, keep on going. Love you, Onyx Blade. Check out his channel, Onyx Blade. He's already had a thousand. He also started at the same time as us, Kevin. Same exact time. He just got a thousand a couple months ago. And I wanted to get to two thousand. Very cool stuff. And beyond. So cool stuff. And beyond. And beyond. Don't limit yourself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, our first topic we're gonna talk about today is something that we both grew up on. And it's wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. And can you please tell me your, if you can remember, your first ever memory of wrestling and where it took you from there? Oh, my God. You could say I am a third or, yeah, third generation wrestling fan. Mi abuelo, yes. um, God bless his soul, uh, but may he rest in peace, got me into wrestling uh, right before wrestling. My recollection of wrestling was WrestleMania 1 from the very beginning. And before that, he would talk to me about all the greats, Antonino Roca, you know, yeah. Calito Colón, Chiqui Star, you know, and all the greats from, from Puerto Rico wrestling, you know. Um, of course, everyone talks about, right away, when you talk about old-time wrestling, everyone goes to Bruno San Martino. But he yeah. would talk to me about Harley Race. He would, you know, he would, he would, Dory Funk, you know, he would talk to me and get me into that. And then WrestleMania, it, it, it was just, when I, the one thing I love about wrestling is to me every time i watch wrestling now even I, i'm going to be not, you know but by the way i'm 30 days away from turning 47 which you know thank god that the lord has let me blessed to see me that you and know, and, and by the way a 47 puerto rican is like i don't know like 29 33. see yeah yeah around that see, see. <laughs> so every time i watch wrestling even to this day and age i to me is a connection back to my childhood and my grandfather yes. and that's why i'm so passionate and love wrestling because he will get excited and he, you couldn't tell him this was scripted. He will go nuts. He, he was one of those, you know, from Manati, you know, you know yeah. born and raised in Manati, Puerto Rico. And he loved wrestling and his passion with wrestling just comes on to me. And I'm able to give that to my children, my sons, you know, my sons are 27, 26 years old and they like wrestling, yeah. you know, so I was had the privilege to take them to the rest of WrestleMania, Madison Square Garden, the same thing like my grandfather. And that's that connection there that I have with wrestling and I love wrestling until this day. It can't get old, no matter how drawn line or scripted or with all that, um, it's still to me, it's just a staple. When it comes wrestling, boxing, you know, in sports, that's what it is yeah. all about. And and to me, I, I could, and I can't wait when I become a grandfather to have my grandchildren and take them to the wrestling events. You know, I go to NXT each and every Tuesday, you know, live there and and every time I'm there, I, every time I get excited, I still think of, I always think of my grandfather, what he would do. And he would go nuts and he would go bananas. And man, that's a high that I, I, I only, you have to live an individual to understand that. Of course, of course. And I, and I love that. We, we were talking about that the NXT thing, cause you do go there every week and you, and you have live 
on the spot news and everything else because you're there at the moment. But we'll get to that in a second. <clears throat> the news that happened, like, the wrestling that I grew up in, ladies and gentlemen, is about the same as him. I didn't grow up with a grandfather and a father to teach me, but I grew up being a 16-year-old kid and seeing Eddie Guerrero and Diamond Dallas Page do a astounding move. And from there, I'm like, I'm going to watch WCW. From WCW, I watched ECW. ECW, I skipped uh, the ruthless, ruthless, ruthless Aggression. Kind of lost my way. And then around 2013, saw Daniel Bryan, a guy who was like under six feet, looked like a hairy goat, beat the corporation and, and just the that got me back into wrestling. And then the domino effect after that, NXT Gold, uh, and then SmackDown was really good after that. AEW was formed around 1718, yada, yada, after that. But I want to talk more about the NXT adventure that you have. I call it the NXT adventure because, again, if I had a chance to go to full sale and do that, it will be really awesome. How is the environment before you get there, and how is the environment – after because i've seen you during obviously like the crowd itself but before and after how is it normal before well first and foremost you have to go to full sale drop your vehicle off um yeah. get on the booster list but there's a long line but here's this when you're on a long line you guess what you do you you fraternize you meet good people you know these folks come there they come in week after week to the to performance center you know you see a lot of regulars and you just yeah. start becoming conversation and have conversation and they become you become bond of friendship over wrestling. It's phenomenal because you see them, you get to know them, you get to talk to them, you start to know what wrestlers they like, what wrestlers they don't like. And everyone, before you get to Performance Center, is so enthusiastic. It's like waiting for the for the, the Thanksgiving meast field to start. Um, you're waiting for that ball to drop on New Year's, waiting, anticipating for the wrestling. And and that's a fun, a fun um event to go to and waiting anticipating sometimes there's a little things that get out of hand with the line skipping mm -hmm. you know like yeah. anything else you know we're, yeah. we're all humans but all all in all you could say 85 percent of that experience even before you get to watch the wrestling it's kind of, it's a fun atmosphere it's really cool everyone's respectful to the most part and, and you really have a great time there i i advise everyone look if you ever go to orlando if you ever come down to orlando for like a week or whatever um and you want to save some money NXT, you just gotta sign up on the on the on the on a Facebook account. It's not gonna yeah. cost you nothing. Just yeah. your time to get to the to the arena. You know the the gas and the parking is free. You gotta take a shuttle bus, but you take a break from the mouse and spending giving him all your money and go watch NXT. Good wrestling, man. It's yeah. it's it's. At first, I was a little eh, when I first went. Let me go see how cheesy this is in person. I went one time and I kept going over and over and over. It's fun. I advise that man. Well, I, I want we would we've been talking about that, like yourself, you know. And then one thing I love about this again, back to the YouTube, back to the first thing we're talking about. You're in Puerto Rico. My partner, my channel lives in Brooklyn, and nice. and he's a Michelin star chef, and he doesn't due to time and stuff that we can't get together. We haven't met in person, and he's been with me day one, day one. Yeah. Uh, 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 and he and we're and Chris lives in Louisiana. We're dying to go have an event where. We all could go together and meet maybe at a WrestleMania or a Revolution or any of these or no, I don't have to or, or Super Bowl, whatever the case is, and just meet. And and you know, I, I say whichever the whichever one of our, our teams that we follow wins the championship, I think that parade is where we're going to meet everyone because we're just dying to just meet yeah. each other and celebrate. And the same thing with wrestling. I want I this is somewhere where we need to all get together and just enjoy the wrestling, man. It, it, and I advise anyone that wants to come to NXT, 
take or if you're coming to Orlando, gotta check out NXT. It's really fun. Now, three questions before we get to the next topic. Because again, we could talk about wrestling for an hour, but this is not a wrestling podcast. This is a general <laughs> topic podcast. We'll put that put that out there right now. Now, what is your thoughts on this? Is a two part question of the first one. Mm-hmm. What is your thoughts on Trick Williams and the sudden rise pop? of Booker T putting those ad-libs in his song that just came out. That thing is viral as hell. Yes. I'll put that out there. Look, Joe, as me, as I had an opportunity to, not just at the Performance Center, was invited to something separate with Trick Williams and invited us to go to, he had a premiere, he had a, he has it. By the way, check out his YouTube um, program called um, Tricking Ain't Easy. Trick Williams has a a comedy series, Tricking Easy, you're gonna love it, it's funny, It's, it's homemade. But it's funny as hell. All the actors, all the persons that I know in them, they had a premiere party. I met, I managed to meet them, go there, spend time away from wrestling. Um, and that guy is a nice dude, bro. Talk about a dude outside the ring that is awesome and and humble, phenomenal. To his rise, well deserved. He earned it. The guy earned it. Put in the work. I remember he was a little with his wrestling skills, but he he going to Booker T's academy for the for the summer. He came back a different wrestler. Yeah. And his skill set and his work ethic is showing now. And the crowd appreciates that. He's yeah. also been great with the crowd. When when we don't when you don't see when they go to commercial breaks to tell you about go buy Pizza Hut and all the other stuff, all the ads, he's around there talking to people in the performance center, making friends, giving that fan base an experience and giving the young young folks or, or genera- second generation people there, a good experience about coming to NXT or just, or even the house shows. That's what Trick Williams is so over right now. And Booker yeah. T, it just goes well with him. When he, you know, and, and his his comments on the, on the whoop that trick was phenomenal. And Wade, and Wade Barrett doesn't, don't fall behind. Wade Barrett is throwing a little remix as well in that, in that, uh, so Trick Williams, you can see there's a lot of superstar in him. He checks the boxes, six foot five, you know, 245 pounds. He's chiseled. He's well fit. He's marketable. And, and it's just the, the young man did the right thing and, and he's putting the work. And if he was just half-assing it, he wouldn't get to start him. He's that. Now, I talk about this because shout out to NXT Time with D Walk on the Joe, Joe BNCO channel, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Free plug for you. Love you. Um, I say this because. It's all about the for me, wrestling is all about the moment, the move, the crowd. Those three things in general make the moment forever. Now, again, I saw I've been watching, I don't watch NXT, ladies and gentlemen, or AEW, or I I talk about it, but in clips because again, I have a life and I have to I have a girlfriend coming up. That's gonna be my wife soon. <laughs> life is hard. But the point I'm trying to bring is this: Trick Williams is hot. In wrestling world right now talking trick williams is this is the shiznit now question for you do you think it's a good idea to let him simmer until wrestlemania after wrestlemania because again the day after wrestlemania whoever calls gets called up is the guy so you can imagine all those hardcore wrestling fans the day after wrestlemania and then trick william gets debuted and the whole stadium says whoop that trick like that alone would make him a legend, at least for that year. I'm thinking 2024, and you need legends in 2024 right now, honestly. Well, right, but um, uh, Alex, I want to give you something, a little insight there. Yeah. First, uh, he 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 won that he won the North American title over Dominic Mysterio on No Mercy, and yeah. he he was over. The next night, 
they he he was on Raw, and Raw itself was was over whooped that trick. The issue is, and this is a little bit of inside wrestling. I know this wasn't the wrestling podcast. I know that, but a little bit of insight is they're waiting for Carmelo Hayes to get pushed over because they don't want um trick to overshine Carmelo until yeah. Carmelo gets called up. And I think Carmelo, I think at NXT deadline, Carmelo is going to that's going to be his final match. I I think in NXT, I'm hearing, and he's going to be called up in Royal Rumble along with Braun, and they're going to go and then. Trick is going to stay now, probably take over the division until the end and um, the new SmackDown Raw draft, probably in yeah. May. So, yeah, for and Trick has some still got some more wrestling to clean up. Promo wise, he's great. He's still got to do, he's still, he's come leaps and bounds as a wrestling performer, but they want to test him with some of these talented wrestlers, you know, from a Dragon Off to a Corbin, you know, the different heights and different styles of matches before the trick williams becomes so i think trick williams have maybe until may to to be on the, a full-time main roster um superstar okay that's a good that's a good insight and for that ladies and gentlemen that was the wrestling podcast on wrestling i could talk about aw and wwe for days but that's it let's switch it up and let's talk about i want your topics on this i want your topics on star wars if you can can you tell me your love of star wars where did they come from and what do you think is happening now all right. You guys, you know, my channels name after mostly everything, everything from everything except for the wrestling program. They all thought were Star Wars theme um, programs from Return of the Knicks to the Bronx Bomber Strikes Back. I'm the Bronx Sports Jedi, the Sports Channel Network. My point is Star Wars. When I was a young kid growing up in the 70s, I was born in 76. So I'm aging myself. My mom, you know, Star Wars was on fire. My mom worked in Alexander's and Third Avenue. Every, you know, whenever paycheck will buy me a stormtrooper and I will get Star Wars collection. As a young kid, you gravitate to toys. My dad will always get me the, the you know, for big Chewbacca that was like, you know, so I loved Star Wars growing up. I was enamored with all the series of three, the four, five, and six. Then when, when one, two, and three came out, as you know, I was already loving it. I wanted to see it. Um, and then with Star Wars, my love for it is just that it takes you away from that escape, that fantasy. Uh, and, and it's what, what, as a male, you want to be the superhero. You want to have the, yeah. the lifesaver. You want to fight forces of evil. You you know, well, that's plot twists. And that drew to me. And I loved it because, you know, a story long, far away, a galaxy far, far away, it, it, it just hit all the buttons for me. And watching this current iteration of Star Wars now, they're like a little bit mishmash, a little over the place. I still enjoy it because it's Star Wars and I like it. Um, I like the fact that they have a female lead as a as a jedi who she's powerful but i wish yeah. they would have changed a little story what who from her lineage i wish they would have changed it where she might have been obi-wan kenobi's daughter um with you know because their stories with obi-wan had a love of interest with, with a mandalorian um and and so forth like that it could have had a child or granddaughter whatever the case was i wish yeah. it would have stood more of a jedi not palpatine the way they did it at the end but hey I'm still enjoying it. Is um, you know, who am I? I'm not the one writing it. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it. And if you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. But I enjoyed it. So bring it on. I can't wait for them to to. I love the the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. I how I am enjoying yeah. that. I'm enjoying Ahsoka. I love to see. You know, come on, who's not gonna want to see Rosario Dawson? They go, wow. That's true. Yeah, You know. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Rosario Dawson. Respectfully, we love you. And um, no, I get that. And I, I do want, I've 
basically seen everything since, except for Andor. I haven't seen that. Yet. Neither, neither have I. I haven't seen that one either. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. That's okay. But I've seen everything else. I just wish that for me, the future of Star Wars that I would like to have is that I want to see Luke Skywalker's adventures through the galaxy after, you know, Return of the Jedi. I would. I just. I just wanted. To, I just. He. He was. He was going around space for fifteen years. He was doing something. Right. He wasn't eating panini. No, exactly. He was actually going on adventures and doing stuff. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Golden Order, where after after Palpatine comes back for the second time, that was left field, but whatever. He comes back right. for the second time. But again, I've read the books as well, and I've loved the concept that Palpatine was smart. He made a whole bunch of clones. He thought about it. And the new series tied into the old canon that Disney didn't want to accept, but they're like, hey, I'm Filoni. I do what the hell I want. I'm going to bring this in. I love that. So I want more mysticism in Star Wars. I want, and even more than that, I am also a Star Wars fan because I had on the, I forgot what console it was, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the first one. And the second one. And the first one with four of the patches. So you had to learn how to do some tricks to get out of that. And the second one. I want a movie about that, about Revan, about the Old Order, about Darth Malgus, Darth Bane, Darth, all those guys. Because again, they were... They were wars, so you yes. can just have fun. That's my opinion on Star Wars. Anyone else in the comments? Please. I, I think I think they're going to do those with the Disney Plus series. They're not going to be movies, but they'll yeah. definitely do that. Hey, it's G Ram in the building. What's up, G Ram? My man, come with that New York Rican 1980. New York Rican, understand myself. So, <laughs> I, I just like I said, I want more stuff like that because again, or 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 at least, if you really want to, since you have Hayden, you have Hayden Christensen still alive. Yes. Um, do the ten year or like yeah, about the ten year gap that Vader was just wrecking shit. Just do that. That's all you need, and you have the voices of Palpatine on your AI machine. Just, just use that and guy James, over and over again. James Earl girl, uh, Jones, because remember he's ninety plus years old, still alive. He can still, but you know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like says, oh yeah! Oh yeah! So that's what I mean. Like, I like talk about that. That's oh, what yeah. I'm thinking. I love it. That's what I. Want. No, I, I'm I mean, I'm on for it. But they're teasing a little bit there, Alex, with with with, with the AI Luke Skywalker, right? And when yeah. the Mandalorian after season that that final episode of season one got me crying. And, and what? I, I, I mark, you talk about wrestling, Mark? I marked out in my house yeah. because I saw that X wing comes up. And the minute that he comes in there and I saw that, I go, wait a minute. As soon as that jet, I go, that's Luke Skywalker's um yeah. wing, X-Wing. And then he was walking and goes, nah, I can't be Luke. And then I, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, Luke. Uh, oh, that should have been a live reaction watch on. Talk about me being a Donald watch on. That would have been, I think I would have got about over over at least 10,000 views of me marking out and acting like a fanboy watching Luke Skywalker's on TV there. Oh, my People God. People lost their crap. I lost my crap, but we'll talk about Star Wars another time <laughs> in our lives. Let's move on to another topic that is controversial, but on the rise. Marvel versus DC. Now, I'm not going to ask you, are you a Marvel fan or DC fan? Because a, a real fan loves both. But what do you lean towards more, if you want to say like All that? Right. If you're looking behind my shoulder, and I purposely did, I usually put green screens. I always yes. have a green screen, so yes. you have a peek. Lately, I've been having a peek into my living room. If you look in the back, and, and if I were to move the cameras left and right, this whole room is full of DC Marvel comics. 
It's yeah. not. I have a little bit of sports stuff, and the rest is all DC Marvel comics. I love them all. I don't have a preference. I can sit down and watch any one of these um, from Marvel. Um, Superman is my favorite. Uh, first and foremost, Superman is my favorite. Um, the Golden Boy was just the you know he the Boy Scout Golden Boy is one of my favorite of all time. Um, and and I, I just enjoy it. The only thing I'm not enjoying is the DC um, back and forth with they're gonna take this actor away or now they're in a and they're in a multiverse you know Harvey Harvey Cavell is no longer Superman this other guy Gail Galat is you know first of all I, I didn't feel Luke I didn't I didn't first receive Gail as Wonder Woman because I thought she was too thin but then I looked at Linda Carter because hey I had a crush on Linda Carter for many years oh, of course, everyone beautiful, beautifulest woman in the world as Wonder Woman and I'm like man that's a hard shooter Phil Gail did a phenomenal job and feeling her and, and like wait a minute look at and now you're gonna change it again you know yeah. and now you know just jason momoa perfect aquaman he actually gave it a little although you could say he's lobo he could play yeah. more of a lobo but lobo is a secondary character and, yeah. and i wish they would do i wish they would leave they would have left snyder to do the superman the dc movies the way it was we want it to be done warner brother again keeps doing stupidity i don't get warner brother with their stupidity because I, I was the one I subscribed to DC the DC network when as soon as they killed DC Universe when it came out I enjoyed all the DC programming from Titans to to um young justice uh, justice was phenomenal all of that and now it's like what what are you where, what are we doing here you know There's nothing good. that's where nothing good nothing good and Marvel is kicking killing it with she-hulk yeah. even though you know it might be comedy but it's a, it's something to keep us I enjoy she-hulk I thought she was it's different because right. we gotta we gotta show the women superheroes something. No, I get know? that, but I no, I get that. But when the director themselves said that I trolled the fans on purpose, I'm like, you just kind of got me on. Like, I loved Moon Knight because of the representation oh, of Egypt and everything. I yes. loved Moon Knight, and I did love I loved a little bit of of uh, Miss Marvel, a little bit, not a lot of it, but a little bit of it because again, it was, they were just trying to lead into it. But now, yes. Of course, Radio R, Zack Snyder, DC movies have been the best. But for me, I was going to say about this, DC and Marvel are two different entities. And if you want in terms of fighting, Marvel has good movies, obviously, because they can dump money out there. DC has great animated movies. 95% of them have been awesome. 5% of them have not been that great. I still remember Batman Ninja. It was not a good idea, but they did it anyway, whatever. So... That's the difference. DC has also been trying. They did try with Shazam. It did work. Second one was more comedic. Didn't really work out as much. They tried with um, with Black Adam. Not really a good idea. Great concept at first, but the backlash is we'll never see Black Adam versus Superman, Superman. which pissed me off. We'll never see mm -hmm. that. Um, and now, but now DC is delving into more TV shows because they did bring back Watchmen. They did bring, they did pop out with Peacemaker, and Peacemaker season two is coming out. Now James Gunn has an has a whole little ten year plan, which I'm actually confident that he will do, which okay. I'm happy for. I love that. I want to see Booster Gold. I want to see the Bat Family. I want to see Superman and stuff like that. You know, are normally good, but Marvel wins. In the, oh, of course, Marvel wins in the cinematic department. Oh, absolutely. But I will tell this everyone in the chat, whoever was going to hear this, whoever will ever hear this. Under the Red Hood by Batman Animated is by far the most greatest, saddest movies ever because it will make you cry because you have to watch it 
until the last second to understand the story. And that's when a good story is made, when you can't skip it until you get to the last second. Marvel has not done a good cartoon movie. No. They just, I'm sorry. No. No, they haven't. And, and when and in the Red Hood, when he tells them, you didn't do, you weren't, you weren't able to kill him for me. Like when he told them that you, he, you couldn't do it even for me, who was with, who was like your son, and you let this Joker pretty literally just kill me, and you didn't even eventually. That's deep. Those, those, those thoughts there were makes you think about, and for an animated movie to make you think about that. I mean, DC is just killing it with all the animation. Yeah. The one where, where um, Constantine, uh, when, when, when Darkseid actually beats the Justice League, and they have to have oh. Flash go back in time. That was like twisted, like oh snap! You didn't expect that. You expected the Goody Two Shoes stuff at the end. No, that was a See, great movie. Thank you for bringing that back because I got another comment from Krista, Krista, New York fan. Um, I don't know what it says. I do. I don't like the bad. I understand that. For me, I love that because I am I am in a war with with commentators on YouTube and and DC because they don't want to acknowledge that that was the genesis of this new animated universe that's coming out. That was a genesis. I love that. You know what? I love that 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 show because it was like four four mini episodes. They, they talked about um uh Doctor. Str they talked about Strange. They talked about um Constantine. They talked about mm -hmm. um, Adam something like Adam Warlock. Oh, I'm, 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 different things. But I loved that they said, you know what? We've been using Dark Side for about twenty years now. Animated. We've been cycling his ass over and over and over. There's a whole bunch of things to go. Let's use Cthulhu. Let's use the anti-monitor. Let's use this. Let's 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 twist it slightly to the left and see what happens. I love it. I love it. Especially DC. I think their villains are weak, you know, corny or weak. And you have yeah. a dark side who's a badass. You gotta you gotta yeah. make him portray him there. And, and especially when they did Justice League War, when he just came, when he was reintroduced, he, that was phenomenal. Like he was a yes, please give me more. And it took the whole Justice League just to just to get him, uh, just to hurt him just a little bit. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was phenomenal. DC kills it when money comes to animated movies. Um, even Batman under the gaslight. And I know they did it back in the Jack the Ripper time. That, that was, was a very too. underrated, very, very underrated good movie, animated mm -hmm. movie. Very the good. La the last one he did as well that was like Batman in 1920s, where again he has to fight Cthulhu, become a bat demon to protect. Now there's no more Batman. Now there's just like demon bat that will protect. Again, DC, when you have a 10, 20 year plan, Bruce Tim, shout out to Bruce Tim. When you have that guy in the background, the same guy who did Justice League animated series, just Batman animated series, Superman animated series, Young Justice, and, and Teen Titans, he did all that. He is their James Gunn. But Marvel can do something that DC can't. They can handpick actors, put them in certain situations, put millions of dollars, and then say, make this into a movie. Again, WandaVision, great series, great actor, great emotion, great money thrown at it. We probably will never see White Vision until maybe 2027 when the Kang Dynasty shit happens. That pisses me off. DC's like, hey, we got a guy like constantine messed things up called the living universe and in one movie later boop, batman superman's gone another movie later a demon's popping out another movie it all connects we're not gonna wait four years for the for the That's record the shang, shang chi was okay not really a fan like of it. it didn't like it this is a good reference thank you onyx blade trigon and dark side are dc bets villains and thank you for bringing this up kevin 
in Justice Justice League um, Dark Side War, at the end, it was Trigon versus versus Dark Side. In the end, he told his daughter Raven, "This is the best birthday gift you've ever given me." Beating yes. the shit out of Dark Side for eternity in a black hole, and 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 Cyborg died. And the last words he said, "Suck it, bitch." That's it. Yo, that, that's. That's yes. gravitas. That's what I mean. Thank you, Onyx, for that, man. And Joker is overused. I will not say anything because that's just my opinion. And Lex Luthor, while good, is poorly executed. Yeah, in movies he is. He's poorly yes. executed in movies. He's always been. I've always liked Gene Hackman. Uh, yes. He just liked yes. He just wanted to have land. He didn't care about yeah. space. He just wanted to have land. That's it. Yeah. Every man wants I, to me, Christopher Reeds will always be Superman for me. Of course, of course. Always. Again, but no matter who you bring in, back and forth. I grew up on Christopher Reed. That's my that's my Superman. I know Marvel waits too long. Again, we have to wait for we have to wait for the Kang Dynasty in three years for it to come out. I'm still I'm not even watched Loki until my girlfriend gets out. My girlfriend, I love you. I haven't watched Loki yet, and I know that the last episode will will direct directly correlate to what's going to happen in the movies. I get that, and then Miss the Marvels is coming out in November. And then after that, blah, 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 whatever. But I am waiting for two things. What if season two, just want to see that. That was good. That was good. That was a good animated. We were talking about not having animated. They actually improved there. Yes. Because they realized we can't do it by the company standards. We have to do it by the book. We have to, we have a giant well of information. Why don't we use it? And second, second thing coming out, Marvel Zombies. Because they're going to continue one of the episodes of What If and go from there. I'm like, why don't you? You can go continue from there and have fun. Like, just have fun with it and make something out of it. I but again, agree. that's just me. Ladies and gentlemen, back to the next topic because we are going like gangbusters. Salsa! Vaya, la musica, vaya. Now, I want to switch up a little bit because again, we can talk about sports and stuff like that. Kevin, I never told you this, but that's how I got my first name name from Christopher. Reed. Oh, beautiful. beautiful, beautiful name, sir. Beautiful person you are, Chris, Christopher Flash. Now, salsa. I was having a conversation about this because people here, people here are getting angry because of certain rappers or transgender rappers, or whatever the hell is happening here in Puerto Rico that I know of. Uh, before I continue, uh. And before anyone that wants to know this, if you want to know the news of Puerto Rico, uncensored, uncrazy, and with video. Yeah, still in this bitch with the same shit on from yesterday. Yeah. Only niggas that know about this is niggas that grind. Know what I'm talking about? There you go. And I'm back. Okay. Now, salsa music, I grew up with. Now, tell me your first ever salsa song that you can remember instinctively because i'm not being stereotypical most puerto ricans that grew up around salsa will automatically have a song or sing it in a bank or go to the mcdonald's and hear like like just tell me your thing sir. well listen growing up in the bronx yes okay 76 i had the privilege to grow up in that era where fania just blew up la fania you know from everyone from la fania you could talk about chel feliciano um, um, Willie Colon, Hector Lavo. I mean, you name it, the greats of the greats. I can't just put on one song. Um, it's just the whole movement. Salsa in the early 80s, 70s was a movement. You know, you had your disco movement, you had your disco, then you had the punk rock. 
but salsa was just all over. I mean, you cannot go to anywhere in the Bronx, you know, like the Gran Combo, they had to even come, Gran Combo had to come from Puerto Rico to sing a song, Un Verano Nueva York. And to be there, I know you there, you lived it. That song is nothing but truth. Yeah. You haven't, if you're Hispanic, if you're a Puerto Rican Hispanic and you haven't lived a, a summer in New York, you got to listen to that song. You And I don't know now because I've been down, down here in Florida for over 20 years. So, and I haven't been to New York for over 16. So wow. I don't know what I don't know what the Veranos and Nueva York are now, but when I'm telling you from my child, and listen, this is where the Bronx was burning. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, Bronx wasn't pretty. There was no. abandoned buildings. There, you know, um, in the middle '80s, there was the ep- the epidemic of the crack, um, epidemic needles, AIDS. But still, there is still even with all that, there was still un verano Nueva York. Be honest with you, there is nothing like it. From from the pompas with the hydrants being open, and you're as a young kid, you could drink the cold water with a with a can, um, get sprayed with water. You know, that's, that was your pool, the, the pump, um, the basketball courts, everyone outside. You're listening to everyone playing different music. To when I associate the soundtrack of my childhood, to be honest with you, I I have salsa from 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 anywhere from any genre of salsa. From night, from the Afania to whatever the time, uh, present time, uh, you know, that's what I could think of. So many different artists, not just one artist um, sticks out to me because you could say, oh, the Gran Combo. Everyone quickly says a Gran Combo. But there's also those that like La, Sol- La Solona Selecta. You know, you also have, you know, El Crajunto Clásico. You, you have so many um, Puerto Rican power. You're talking about, again, um, Tito Nieves when he was coming up with Conjunto Clásico. You know, you have so many different people or so many, um, Orqueta de la Luz. If you remember Orqueta de la Luz, the, the Japanese um, um, salseros, they were Japanese and they were singing salsa. They were, they had a couple hits um, as well. So to me, and they, uh, like like Chel Feliciano said, it's a gumbo. I mean, I, no, it, it, the Pacheco said, it's a gumbo of all Latin music, of, of all percussions and, and and rumba and and to me that's to me that's why I still say it to this day. Um, whenever you feeling that you want to get motivated or listen to something or want to remember my childhood, um, when in musica latina, I put some salsa. Just put on some salsa from that from that era, and nothing but great memories. It's like a time machine. It, it'll take to me for me personally. It's a time machine. It will bring me back to a Bronx. Yes. We didn't have means. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't, you know, there was some hardship. There was some hard times, like like uh, Dusty Rose would say. But it was still, you know what? I still won't um, say, you know what? I won't I won't say I, my, I, I will relieve my childhood again with that soundtrack. It's just phenomenal, Alex. I guess I get it. I, I get it completely. Give me one second. My my lovely co-host here. Oh, look at see. that. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Let's say hi. This is not Hello. your time today. You get to play later. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Morris. Oh, anyway. My memories with salsa has always been ingrained in my head. And I will say this is the reason why. I grew up around the 80s around uh, metal rock and hair band rock and all that stuff. So I have that in my head for life. You know, take me to Berlin and all that other stuff. I mean, take my breath away and all those other things. You know, but again, another comment here. How about DJ Laz from Miami? Of course. What I say by ingrained in salsa is that my mom, my father, my grandma, my uncles, my grandpa, my my cousins, they would put salsa every night, every day. Boleros on Sundays. Yes. 
But salsa on, salsa's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, while I'm cooking, while I'm cleaning, everything else. And I used to hate it because I just I, I grew up in the 90s, so I grew up around grunge, gangster rap, and stuff like that. Around 2002, when I was in the military, I hear someone put a song randomly on an old YouTube video, and it was Periquito Ping Ping, Periquito Ping Pan, by, by you know who the person is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I started singing the song, thank you, that put it out there, and that the songs started flooding in my head. La cura resulta peor que la, que, que la enfermedad. Funky Payaso. Ataúd de Amor. Rafi um, Levitt, se la selecta. Oh, man. Not, my goodness. Then, you, you're giving me goosebumps here. Man. I know. Because I grew up <laughs> on these songs. I hear these songs all the time. There is not one place ever in this world where you can go to, to un colmado aquí en Luquillo or any part of Puerto Rico where you will not hear either salsa, bachata, merengue. Depending on the person right. who owns it. But the majority right. of the time it's salsa. And my son is being ingrained the same way I was ingrained. I'm like, you don't like salsa? Too bad. I'm going to put salsa. We're going to the parties. We're going to hear salsa. And this happened to me a few days ago where I was in a McDonald's and they put um, de la nada. Um, la cura resulta más que, 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 la, la cura resulta más grave que la palmera. And then about four pers- four people randomly around McDonald's start singing that. La cura, 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 la cura resulta yo. And I'm like, I haven't even bought my damn chicken nuggets yet. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> so that, that's the feeling of salsa music in Puerto Ricans in general, any Latinos, anyone that just loves salsa music. So I always tell people, take the time, listen. Because at top of being musical and inspiring, there were some dark times. Ataúd de Amor is not about love. It's about a guy supposedly yeah. burying, a, burying a girl in a hole, man. La Cura Resulta is, is a point of, of a singer literally making a song about himself being addicted to drugs and he can't stop it right and you know what's ironic he made more money to buy more drugs off the fact that he was trying to stop drugs from the same song he made this is salsa you can't make that shit up no yo soy el cantante yo soy cantante is him talking about his pain yeah he can have fame he could be the singer he can have all the fame the glory but he's still sad no one knows that he's sad when he leaves the stage. He puts on a show to entertain us, to, but no one knows if he cries or when he's not there. I mean, those yeah. are deep. You know, um, Ruben Blades, one of the greatest poet singers. You listen to his, and, and it never happened to me until I got older. When you're younger, you just think, it's, oh, yeah, it's cool. When you get older and you start appreciating and listening to the words, it, it's like, damn, these words are really, because I, before I, I didn't listen, I used to listen, listen, listen to music to listen to music. Now, when you get older, you listen to music and you listen to the words, what they say, you're like, damn. This was deep, you know. Wow. Great example. He's my Rivera, he's my Miranda, India, uh, Celia Cruz, but Celia Cruz before Fania. Celia Cruz, when Celia Cruz was just talking songs and just really expressing how she felt during the time of life. When she got with Fania, oh my lord, one more, no, no, like that. That what well, you want to you sit? Thank you. No, so, that's cool. That's a good look at that guest. Look at that. It's, it's my we got, guys. We need we, we need to click likes for the kitty cat. Please we need to make sure we hit the likes. Yes. Because you know what? This is a pussy that you got to like. Let's go. Oh, my girlfriend's going to love that. Now moving on from that topic before I get before I get regulated by YouTube to the next topic and probably the last one, which I, w- I do want to talk about, is general sports. And this is a great topic. Can you tell me your top three most sports, like general sports that you like in general, other than wrestling? 
Take away no, I'm wrestling. Not, I'm going to keep wrestling away because everyone says that sports entertainment. But yeah. competitional sports, you know, being being a New Yorker, uh, who's not going to love boxing? Of course. You know, unfortunately, it's sad to see that boxing is a dying sport. It, mm -hmm. It's no longer – one, it, they don't allow you to cover it the way we want to cover it. They put too yeah. many restrictions for us. Um, you know, the way we want to cover wrestling, throw a video clip here, put it on intro. We can't do that with boxing. For some no. reason, a lot of a lot of copyright, a lot of infringement there, um, because there's so many people that have their fingers or their or their hands in the pocket of making money revenue wise. Boxing for us being uh, it's phenomenal. Um, grew up watching with Fero Gomez, Hector Mato Camacho, you know, Duran. You, you, you're talking about the greats of Tito Trinidad when his heyday when he was coming up. You know, all those yeah. people that brought us um, glory and Italia in the, in Puerto Rico boxing, but not only just not just the Puerto Rican boxers, but boxers in general. You know Marvin Hagler, Hearns, um, you you name it. You know when Tyson came on aboard, boxing is a general sport that you know I in love enjoy watching the combat, the 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 not first and foremost the event. I know that in the Bronx when certain people only had WHT or HBO, everyone would go running to the house. It was my grandmother. You know grandma would cook. And everyone, all uncles, cousins, but we all sat around and we ought to be quiet to watch the boxing fights. And that that right there, you associate as a general sport, the love of boxing. Also, you know, I love baseball. You know, also yeah. another sport being from the Caribe. Um, there's not just been the Caribe, but playing, you know, sports that we were able to play was baseball. You know, they, and of course, who's being from the Bronx, you're not going, how you're not going to love the New York Yankees? You know, and then the Yankees weren't good when they, when I grew up in the 80s, they were terrible. They were bad. That's but right. I, but the love of them representing the Bronx and going out there and going there personally, that's why I enjoyed um, the, the sports um, when it comes to that. And then my love for baseball, for basketball, you know, growing up watching basketball, Bernard King, that's when I started watching basketball, the love of the New York Knicks. They haven't won anything. I get it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But you know what? You they're my it? team. They're, they're the ones that represent my city where I was born, that where God gave me the opportunity to open my eyes and come to the world in, a, in New York. And, and that's why I root for them extremely hard no matter where I'm at. I could be in Orlando. I could be in, if, if I go to San Antonio, if I go to Puerto, I'm still going to be a New Yorker because that's where I, that's the that's the land that I, my mother gave birth to me. And, and and that's why I root so hard for my New York teams and love it because it's a pride because from where I came from and where I'm at now, where I'm going to continue to go, it's, a, it's not it's not it's not a shame. You, it's a reminder that you could persevere. If you're there, you no matter what, if you're in the Bronx and you see around, oh, this is, you know what? There's more, you could persevere. And this, and you know how they used to say before in about in the biblical times, nothing comes good out of Nazareth when they yeah. used to tell out of Christ, well, nothing comes good out of the Bronx. Nonsense. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that comes out of the Bronx. Of course. And, and, and I, I, I just wear that with that pride and sports rooting for my team and loving sports. It's an escape too. For me, it's an escape from everyday minutia. You know, I'm going to watch players. I'm going to entertain. I'm going to disconnect from the power company bills. I got to pay my mortgage, X, Y, Z. I'm going to watch the sport. I'm going to have fun. See some guys win. And I want my city to, to win and have that city pride. That's why I love sports in general. And, and that's why I just stick with it. Okay. And and you, you haven't told me a third one. You said baseball, boxing. Basketball. Basketball. The Knicks. Basketball. Basketball. Okay. basketball. And, of course, football. But I got – you know what? i be honest with you. I got into American football – Around 1986, 80, you know, I, when the Giants oh, winning, oh, yeah, and then then 1990 when they beat the Bills, you know, um, watching as a young as a young kid, didn't know too much of the rules, but I but I was rooting for them. But I'm a Jet fan, and the funny thing is, I seen the Giants win Super Bowl because you know why I became a Jet fan. The most dumbest thing, or to me, it's 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 funny because I watch a movie 
named Flash Gordon. Remember Flash Ooh. Gordon? Oh, of course I remember Flash Gordon. One of my favorite movies of all time. And it goes back to comics. Everything in life, yeah. Flash Gordon was a New York Jet quarterback. Yeah, and he, and Flash Gordon went and saved the the universe from me. Um, from and I said, you know what? I'm gonna root for the Jets just because of that. And the Jets haven't found a quarterback. Maybe they should bring back Flash Gordon to quarterback their 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 team. But and that's why I'm more of a Jet fan over a Giant. I seen the Giants win Super Bowls. I mean four, yeah. but I haven't seen it. But I'm more of a Jet fan. But to me, that sports the three top ones is boxing, baseball, and basketball. Then then football. But it it, it changes from year to year. And hockey, the Rangers. You know, I watch. I, I like sports in general. I'm a sports head. I'm a jock. I'm a, I'm totally being a jock. You know. And I said, look, if, if the Lord would have blessed me being six foot four, I would be playing professional somewhere. Seriously, because I had that that skill set, that love and that passion, that work ethic. But I, I'm 5'11". I wasn't going to make it there. I had a, a mean fastball. But let's face it, when you're not tall, you're not going to get anywhere. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Alex. I love you. All right, Alex. Um, but I get it. Like, my top three are boxing. But boxing was only good, like, around 2005, 2012. It's kind of it, over here in Puerto Rico. This is not really like uh, unless someone Puerto Rican fights, and you have to know that person, then you'll watch. If not, like ah, eh, whatever. And my second one actually is a little obscure: dodgeball. Grew up on okay. dodgeball, I like dodgeball. And my third sport that I will watch, which is really weird, is mm, that's a weird one to say because I don't like football. I don't like soccer. I eh, ping pong. All right. Okay. Olympian ping pong because there actually are Olympian ping pong people, ladies and gentlemen. Someone won here a long time ago. We had this big parade for a woman that won in ping pong from Puerto Rico. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Did she win the world? All right, cool, man. I get it. But that, ladies and gentlemen, was general sports. Thank you, Mister. You know, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of global gym, though. I, I I've never. And, and by the way, part two is coming out. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you were gonna get that reference from Dodgeball the movie. Of course, man. <laughs> like one of my favorite, one of my favorite what? movies too of, of comedy. Course. And the 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 rumor before we get the final thoughts, the rumor for for um, Dodgeball two is that they're gonna flip the script because remember at the end of part one, the the good guys got the money and they won and the bad guys lost. So we're gonna go by real time, skip about a decade plus. Now the good guys are the bad guys. And Ben Stiller's character is the underdog that try is get is trying to get his life back. Oh, Roy Goodman. Roy so Goodman now, is gonna make a comeback. Yeah, so imagine Dwight Goodman fat trying to fight the good guys who are Vince Vaughn, but they're not good guys anymore because they just got corrupted P by greed. Peter LaFleur. Peter LaFleur. So Peter LaFleur is now Peter LaFleur. Like, <laughs> I do want to see that. So I'm really happy for that. They've like been they got all the original actors. Everyone's coming back for that, so I'm really happy for that. Really excited. Ooh, I, I wonder if Chuck Norris is going to be in there. Freaking Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris will be in anything. Chuck Norris will always be in everything. You know damn well it's Chuck Norris. Give him 20 Dark bucks night. and a sandwich, okay? He's not as bad as Steven Seagal, but that's a good point right here. <laughs> One last question before we go, and that's a good – everyone down below. Who are – and for you, for you, Kevin, who are your top three action stars of all time? Ooh. Go. It can go anytime, any anytime across the board. Damn, that's a good one. Never thought of, I never sat down and put that top three of Mount Rushmore of action stars. I mean, yeah. Oof, wow. You gotta like you gotta like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. No matter what, when he when he stops his physique, um, and he and the way he his action movies with Commander, 
um terminator you you name it i gotta say schwarzenegger um you and you got you can't disrespect um stallone with with all his movies even over the top that was a little bit kind of corny with the with the arm wrestling it's still you know you got damn you gotta you kind of want to look that that rocky who doesn't want to get inspiration rocky man i remember watching rocky going out there having fights like you know what let's go i'll kick your butt you know um and my third one you know it's a tough one because i want to put someone modern now that i like to enjoy watching but i don't know it's a hard time to see who it is to pick as an action star um yeah i think rocky does the same movies rock dwayne johnson is kind of the, almost like the same character how many times you're going to give the uh, the the uh, you know the eyebrow you know with they kind of feel like he plays kind of the same um Jackie Chan. I mean, That's what Jackie Chan does with reward and Arnie, Tom Cruise, and Harrison Ford. As Tom, well. Tom Cruise, where he yeah. does with those Mission Impossible movies, stops you. But then that becomes. That's why. Little... No, that's why. That's why you don't really consider him an action star. He's a Mission Impossible star. He just yeah. like I'm gonna stuck with that. Like Vin Diesel, we don't. I don't consider Vin Diesel an action star. Vin Diesel is a Fast and Furious guy. That's just yes. like, whatever forever. That that we we take them off the board. My top three are a little obscure, so this Go. is gonna be a little weird. One, because I like action stars in the moments. I, I used to have these videos, so I re- used to rewatch them a lot of times. That's why I consider these three favorites. Gina Davis from The Long Kiss Goodnight. That was a good she movie. Was, that was a good one. And they kind of hinted that she was kind of like John Wick. She can ice skate and shoot three people while on this <laughs> ice at perfect precision. Like, survive shooting, survive a bombing, survive torture. Just like John Wick. That's one. Currently, recently, the guy from uh, the, from the movie Nobody, that guy, that he was an old guy, he was retired, and like he saw some guy in a bus and just beat the crap out of him, which then, um, ah, uh, everyone better, in the better, chat, better call Saul, that guy, that one, that actor. yeah, that guy, that guy, yes, mm-hmm. that guy. I like the way that like, because it was more realistic. And the third guy is a very old movie, and it's French. I forgot what it's called. But Natalie Portman was in that movie, and she was very young. I forgot what it was called. If you remember what it is, was it Black, Black Swan? Was it no, Black no, Swan? no, no, before that, before that, she was like thirteen. She oh, 13. I know which one it is. Yes, yes, it's called um um oh um. Ah. Wait, wait, it, the actor's name is Ronan. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's his name is Ronan. And yes, yes, I know exactly who it is. I know exactly the movie. It's she was a young little friend. girl, and the kid, the kid, the guy's an assassin. He's an assassin. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That movie was very good, very underrated. Very yeah, good movie. That's what I mean, there it is, Leon. Leon, thank you. There you go. Those are three for me, action stars for me, because they did a mission. Leon didn't survive. Gina Dave, Gina Davis survived, and the guy from Nobody, uh Saul Oakenfort, whatever his name is, um, he survived. And I I again I love John Wick. I understand that a dog was murdered. You go revenge on that. I get that. But there's a lot of movies out there of action stars that no one gives, like no one gives acknowledge to. And I will give acknowledge to Steven Seagal only from <laughs> 82, only from 82 to 89. Well, 92, 82 and 92. After that, then you saw that he started like sitting down more and doing a lot more sitting down. Right, like, all right. <laughs> what's your favorite? Mar- what's your Seagal movie? Favorite movie from Seagal? Oh hell! The um, I forgot what the one that is. There's the one that he was a cop and he had to track down this crackhead, and like the whole movie, like he, it was him going from bar to bar. 
Is hey yo, anybody there? You know what? Whoopi killed Bobby Lupo. Hey no, hey Richie, you. I'm looking for Richie. I'm looking for Richie. That's a thank you. That's the movie. Like because uh, Mark for Ju Alfred Death or Mark for Justice. Mark for Justice. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, the, the guy and the train one. And the train one, of course. The one that like the girls like happy birthday and everyone had a VHS and everyone oh, went that one Andy spot Siege. with the yeah. Oh, thank you. Those two. That's it. Other than that, I, I was disappointed. Like I was yeah. disappointed when they did that movie with Kirk Russell, Executive ex Executive Order. That Steven Seagal yeah. was only like in the first five minutes, and he and the plane blows up and he dies. And I and that's when I lost faith in Seagal. Yeah, I get it, and I and I understand that now. You're right. There's no new action stars to be like now because everything's okay. Craven the Hunter's coming out. It's an actor for the Marvel movie. It's not an action star. Tom Cruise won't retire because he keeps doing Mission Impossible movies until he dies. And that's just now, the way it's going to be with Vin Diesel, too. I don't Lee and, Hem Lee and Helm's work in, in Extractor for Netflix. Great movie. Yo. Great movie. Keep an eye. He's a hell of an actor when it comes to the action scenes. He fits the part. He's not just Thor. You think you're waiting for him to, you know, there was a scene when he took the hammer in the Extraction yeah. 2. And I thought it was like, oh, give it. But, but he those movies were pretty good, though. It I got to give him that. It was. And I respect him for that. But like I said, there's movies in general like that. There is no action stars to be like, yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, the last Batman that came out was a good movie, and the actor was a good actor for me. Great representation of Batman, early Batman, year two Batman. So I love that. People tend to forget, I didn't like that actor. He perfectly represented year two Batman. Year two Batman's right. all like all over the fucking place, and he's just learning. Right. Get over it, guys. God. Right. Jesus right. Christ. Right. You know? It's just they, they just don't want to see. They think he's a Batman, but they want fangs from and, yeah. and Oh, that's a good point. Good point, too. Denzel is a good action star. Oh, in terms, yes. he didn't do a lot of action films. That is true. He doesn't do that. Many, he doesn't. He's lying. He's making fun of that. Oops. Yes, he's making fun of that. The, Denzel, Denzel's only three. He no. Now, now he's done so many action films. The only one I remember that he did was a very good one with Martin Landau, where he was a cop, and he caught the guy. Supposedly he was a terrorist or something, and he caught the guy. And then he got wrongfully, he got out by technicality. So that guy took it, took his whole life's purpose to destroy Denzel Washington's character. He gave him herpes. He gave him, he got him hooked on drugs. Everyone made it, it made everyone believe that he was, he did it. He was a monster. And then Ice-T was in that movie too. Look it up. Martin Landau. I gotta look, I gotta see that one. Ice-T, this is like. This was Ice T just before the movie that he did that he was that he was getting hunted by people. Again, I watch a lot of scary movies, ladies and gentlemen. 80s and 90s were my jam, and VH VHS tape stores were abundant back in the 90s, dude. Oh, Early yeah. 2000s oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah, you know, out of time with Eva Mendes when 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 um Denzel and Eva Mendes. That's a that pretty good, good one too. Even yeah. a good, even a good. Uh, like horror thriller suspenseful one where the one with like the guy would jump from soul to soul and spoiler alert Denzel was trying to stop the demon and the demon's like and then at the last second he jumped into a cat like ah fuck you Denzel I'm like oh damn Denzel damn but again recognition what recognition is due I love all those action movies Book of Eli Peak of Eli was good too true true but a oh, Book of Eli was good very underrated there's a lot of underrated mm -hmm. movies like uh, yeah yeah there's a lot but we can talk about that in another episode in our lives ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Final thoughts on this this interview. What what did you think of it? What is the what is the the message that you want to tell everyone in the future that will last forever, sir? Just make a great legacy, man. Just to continue to support um, 
remember what what you do today is going to be everlasting impression for generations and generations you know yes always live positive always do something positive do something um where it's going to be always give fruit no matter what even if i do you know it's, it's, you never know who might need that in that few minutes of just your ear or a smile or an escape just live the live by that just go with that you know it's easy to be negative it's easy to be upset up um, bothered um angry that's the most easy part when you could change a person's life for a better um even like i said with a smile or just a voice or or just an ear lending an ear do it leave a good positive legacy if i want to if i you know that's the best way of doing it what you reap what you sow if you sow good stuff you're going to reap good stuff um but again alex i really appreciate having this interview i mean you're the first person that actually invites me on to a, their channel to interview on Twitter. really yeah you're What's the first the point person of that? like it's a point of the community and talking to people like i would love to again tell all your people in your crew if they want to go on this interview as well get to know everybody tell them yes. the line is always open on coquito underground i want yes. it and again you know this it's not about me it's about bx sports kevin cruz the guy has a freaking almost twelve thousand subscribers i'm a nobody consider this guy but he still takes the time because and if you don't know that google translate that it's not that hard 15 seconds ladies and gentlemen google translate that my no, final I thoughts are this. of course my final thoughts are this i lost my channel ladies and gentlemen because of hacking and hate happens i will not cry over a screen and text no i will cry when i see the sun come up i will cry when my mom tells me I, that she loves me i will cry the day i get married to my girlfriend i will cry when my son becomes the the achievement that i know that he will be just know not if but when those are times i'll cry and i'll cry during the movie up and maybe a couple of like oh the day put that song on anything i will cry i'm just like oh god no no all i need anyway other than that on the road to thousand again if you like my channel thank you we will talk about interviews we'll do gaming i will start playing games again bringing the forest maybe some assassin's creed my girlfriend might be playing the sims just having fun nice. with commentary with Puerto Rican commentary, which is just me being drunk in the background. Mira, muñeta, where the fucking microondas? demasiado caro. Comprar más barato, ¿qué te pasa? So that might happen in the background. Um, stay healthy, stay happy, find love and happiness where you are. And like I said this morning, find the sun wherever you are. Look at it, smile, and know that you're alive. Because some people don't even have that that love. Love you, Dad. Adiós a todos. Time for the outro.